Good morning, Adventure Tribe. I'm so happy to see all of you. I'm so honored to be here. We are continuing our series called The Jesus Stories. It's new insights into an old narrative. And I want to point out today that you understand we are not just um, doing this to pump your heads full of knowledge. This series is really actually intended to show you that you too, as just a normal person, um, can get insight out of the Bible. You know, one of the things that I, that I face so often is people come to me and they're like, I just don't, I don't even know how to read the Bible. Like, I don't get anything out of it, and I don't understand it. And, and I think this series here is, I, I've invited many of my friends to come up and kind of be able to show you how you can get insights out of the Bible, that you can actually read the Bible And amazingly enough, you can apply it to your life, which isn't that good news? You have a life manual right here. Isn't that awesome? I wanted to point out also next week, the 27th, my boss is going to be here. So be nice, please. Um, If you have your complaints, you can just, um, where's the wastebasket? You can put them in in our our file. Um, My boss, Billy Calderwood, he pastored a church in... um, in Holly, basically Hollywood, and he's got some crazy stories. He's really, really interesting. He's a Bible scholar. He understands the Word of God, and he is going to talk about the story of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead next week. So please bring a friend, bring an enemy, even better, and come and hear Billy speak next week. I'm really I'm super excited about that, but I'm also really excited about this morning. We're doing kind of a like, like a live podcast format. And I've invited one of my friends up here, Noah Lee. Hey, guys. I have known Noah since he was three years old. Mm -hmm. Jesus has delivered him from a spirit of rebellion. I just want to say. (laughs) And I have the videos to prove it. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay, let's call it bullheaded. Um, I call it demon-possessed. But anyway, so Noah... (laughs) I'm kidding. Please, I'm kidding. If this is your first time here, it's probably your last two, but I, we've, we've loved having you. Um, anyway, so today Noah and I are going to talk about a story that is, uh, it's, it's a really, really common story, but man, mm. when we started to dig into this story, we both were so excited. I could barely sleep. I was so excited to, to share this this morning with Noah. So Noah, tell, tell everybody a little about our history together. Well, uh, first of all, good morning, fam. It's good to see you guys. <clears throat> uh, love you too. Our history. So we moved out here. There were four families, mm-hmm. right? Your family, my family, and two others um, to start this amazing adventure of ours and this of yours now. Yes. And to be working on the kingdom here in Utah, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been a long time, and it's been a hard time, mm-hmm. and it's been a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm currently excited about and getting more excited about is what God is doing here in Utah yeah. in the kingdom, mm-hmm. right, for the kingdom. He's doing something specific here, and uh, that's super exciting to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 20 some odd years later, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're, we're doing it for the Lord, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want to say um, Noah is a person who is 
kingdom-minded. He's not just like kind of, he kind of believes in God. He is full on. His whole family, I mean, I have walked with you through a lot of, of your job experiences with, you know, he would come to me and say, hey, please pray for my coworker. I, I've been, you know, sharing the love of God with her or with him or whatever. And not to make it sound creepy, he shares the love of God with all people. Um, equally. Equally. Okay. But he's really kingdom minded. I mean, he is the kind of person that, that wakes up in the morning and wants to know how he can live for God. And um, I've watched him grow from, like I said, a little three-year-old kid to just this man of God. And I have a lot of respect for Noah and, and his love for people and his passion for the Word of God. So um, this morning as we dive in to the, the story about Jesus calming the storm, it's five verses, but I think you'll see that it is... It is jam-packed. Yeah, so you want to go ahead and read it? We're, we're going to... Sure. There's, there's three um, different versions of this particular story from three different vantage points from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So these are the synoptic, synoptic gospels. Um, the book of John doesn't have this story, but the three that do, um, you can tell that this story really profoundly impacted those who wrote about it. And yeah. We're going to do the story out of Matthew chapter 8. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. We're just going to go through it really quickly, and then we're going to break it down. Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. All right, how many have heard this story ever? How many are shutting down because they're like, I've already heard this story? Don't do it. Please don't. Please don't. I mean, we both were, we were so amped when we started looking into this because we really believe that, that the Holy Spirit wants to transform lives today. Mm, amen. The Holy amen. Spirit wants to change you, change mm-hmm. your view of God, yes. change you, your view of trials and circumstances. And so can you just open yourself up to that, to, to being changed by the power of the Holy Spirit and by his word? Can you do that this morning? Yeah. So here we go, diving in. Notice this. It says that Jesus got into the boat, and he started across the lake with the disciples. So this, this plan was Jesus' plan. Mm-hmm. So he, being God, knew what he was leading his friends into. Amen. So keep that in mind. When you think about your own perspective and your own trials, that Jesus intentionally did this. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so they started across the lake with the disciples, and then what happened? Before, first, before I get into my uh-huh. portion of this, do you mm-hmm. mind if I pray? Please do. Okay. Please do. You know, just because... Just to remind the pastor to pray. <laughs> you know, I want this... Last night when, we were, when I was in Utah County, it was different from first service, and I'm mm-hmm. sure first service is going to be different from this service. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be cookie cutter. I want it to be exactly what God mm-hmm. intends for us mm-hmm. here right now. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's ask that, Okay. Lord, I just want to thank you for my family here. Yeah. Um, 
Father, I pray that you would just speak through our conversation, Mm -hmm. that hearts would be open to what you have to say. Lord, I pray that you would just show up in a mighty way and that it would be your words, not ours. Um, I just love you so much, and I I thank you for your grace. And uh, just show up, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, yes, to your point, it's interesting to me that our loving God, Mm -hmm. Jesus, Mm -hmm. King of kings, Lord of lords, the creator of everything, Knowing how much he loves us and knowing how much he loved his disciples back in the day, he led them onto this boat knowing full well that their worlds were about to be rocked Mm -hmm. and rocked hard. Um, That really stood out to me because, you know, sometimes in our humanistic minds, we think everything is going to be hunky-dory once Mm -hmm. I come to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he's never going to let anything bad happen to me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be smooth sailing. And I think the reality of it is we have found a treasure that is worth giving our lives for. That That's is right. worth so much more than we can even imagine right now. Mm-hmm. But it is going to be a little bit of a rocky road. Mm-hmm. But even though it's going to be a little bit of a rocky road, he's prepared for that and you'll You'll see that as we kind of dive more into this, so just stay tuned. And I think um, saying that's a little bit of a rocky road, the mm. Bible would say it like this. This is a testing of your faith, mm. which is more precious than gold. And so um, this was definitely, this, this story is definitely testing the faith of the disciples of Jesus because they're just like, you know, hey, yeah, let's go to the other side of the lake. And now keep in mind, Several of them were professional fishermen. So they were kind of used to storms. They were used to these things. But this one says, suddenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the word suddenly is not just an afterthought. Because I think in our lives, you know, we're kind of going about our way. And suddenly, we get that text. Or we get that phone call. Or someone makes a confession to us that changes our lives. Or we find out someone died. Or we get a diagnosis. Or something happens suddenly and everything changes. Your focus completely changes. Mm -hmm. So suddenly, um, your life can be completely turned around. And you have a pretty heart-wrenching story about a suddenly that happened in your family's life. Yeah. Yeah. Recently, about seven months ago, um, we got to introduce my beautiful, wonderful, cute niece who's actually in the back there. I love her so dearly. She's the one with the pink hat. Uh, it's Rowan right there. Um, but talking about a rocky, a rocky road, she had an incredible start to her life. Uh, I made the joke that she's somewhat of a prima donna because she got a, a helicopter ride day one, <laughs> but it was life flight. So yeah. I don't know. Um, instantly, mm-hmm. we didn't know if she was going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally had never faced anything like that in my life with my immediate family. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> knowing, knowing the Lord for as long as I have, mm-hmm. we did go to him. But just because I've known the Lord for a long time doesn't mean I wasn't shook. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we weren't shook. Yeah. Right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and God showed himself faithful mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was incredible. Yeah. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're going to continue to build on how amazing God is and mm-hmm. how he'll take care of us when those storms mm-hmm. hit. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We want to be sensitive too, though. Um, mm-hmm. Not everybody's story has a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that, that everything that we are about to say now applies even when your story doesn't have the happy ending that you want. I mean, Rowan's story, obviously she's quite healthy and vocal. (laughs) She's saying amen, by the way, in case you don't speak baby. She's trying to encourage me. She's trying to encourage her uncle Noah. But, um, you know, suddenly storms can happen. And and the the word here, the original word here says a fierce storm. The, the King James Version says a furious squall. What the original language, the Greek says, is it was a mega seismos, which means it was a bit of a tsunami. It was like seismos means is the same as the word for earthquake. So imagine this was not just this little kind of turbulent storm. This was a massive storm, Mm. so much so that it says that the waves were breaking into the boat. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever been on the ocean during a storm. Anybody ever been on the ocean? It's terrifying. One time I, I was traveling from Italy to Greece on this massive ship, and suddenly a storm came up, and it was one of those where you, could, you literally could not even walk because it was so scary, and the water was, it was splashing up over the edge of the boat, and it was terrifying, and even the whole crew got sick, hmm. and let me say, it's not just like a little thing that you kind of get over, and the disciples, even being pro- professional fishermen and being used to this, were freaking out. Mm -hmm. to say the least. They were absolutely freaking out. And what does it say about Jesus? What was Jesus doing? You know, he thought it would be a good idea (laughs) to take a little snooze, (laughs) you know? Like he does in our trials. Uh, At least we feel like he is. Now, was this an intentional nap or did he just kind of nod off or? No, definitely intentional. So you and I were talking uh, as we were preparing this and we were talking about how, um, this actually was very intentional. And it's interesting that Jesus, knowing what would happen, because remember, guys, we have to remember that Jesus is God. Okay? Amen? Okay. So Jesus is God, creator of everything, meaning he knew exactly what was going to happen. He knew what was going to come. He led him onto the boat anyway, and he chose to fall asleep. What the heck? <laughs> What's up with that, right? He planned this so much, he even, he even had a pillow. Yeah. It says in Mark, he, he even had a pillow. So this was like, I'm going to take a nap while I allow this massive storm to scare the daylights out of my buddies. Mm-hmm. But looking back at the text, it says in verse 25, mm-hmm. the disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And remember, these are seasoned professionals. These are guys that are used to this. But this must have been something something else. Not to mention hmm. that these guys had also watched Jesus do all these oh, miracles. Yeah. Yeah. They had seen him heal people, all these things. And yet, they were freaking out, which is exactly, if you're honest with yourself, 
which is exactly what we do, right? Mm. When, we, when, a, when a storm comes up, suddenly, don't we just start yelling at God and like, I don't get this. I don't understand. Why are you letting this happen? Yeah. Don't you even care? Yeah? Anybody? I mean. And this is what, I mean, this kind of makes me feel a little better about myself because these disciples, they walked with him. They watched him do these things. They, they had an inkling of who he is. They didn't necessarily know until later that he was God Almighty in human form. But they started to question his character. Hmm. They started to question his love. Mm -hmm. They started to question what, he's, what he thinks and mm -hmm. how he behaves and all of these things. And don't we do the same thing? Absolutely. Honestly? Yeah. When we go through hard times? I think, now this isn't in the text here, but I want to just take please, a, little, please, yeah. a little break from the text here and talk about trials. You're letting the Holy Spirit do his thing. Letting the Holy Spirit do his thing. You know, a lot of times what, what happens is we hit a hard time. And what is our first response? Freak Am out. I being punished? Oh, did I do something wrong? Is God mad at me? Mm. But the Bible makes a really clear case that he's a good father. Yes. He's a really good father. And it says that he does discipline those he loves. That's actually evidence. If God disciplines you, it's evidence that you belong to him. And if you know anything about good parenting, good parents communicate to their children what is expected of them. And also if they have done something wrong. A, a good parent will never discipline their child without letting them know the reason why they're doing it. When, when my kids were little, um, you know, I would always have them confess to me. You know, I would maybe have to prompt them and tell them what they did wrong, but I would have them confess it to me so that I made sure they understood I was disciplining them because of something that they needed to learn. It was for their benefit. So I just want to say this, if, if you're in a trial, or if a trial hits you soon, which it might, um, you, if you are being disciplined by the Lord, if you're sinning against the Lord, then obviously he's going to show you that. The Holy Spirit will convict you of your sin, but otherwise you can just know that the Holy Spirit is with you in your boat, that he's chilling that he's okay, and that he's not mad at you. Mm. Don't always go to that place where you assume God is mad at you. I know if your earthly parents had short tempers, you know, sometimes I think we, we get triggered when we go through a hard time and just assume that. But I'm just, I really believe that the Lord wants to set somebody free from that today mm. of assuming that God's always ticked off at you. Yeah. Amen. 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 So, so the disciples went, <clears throat> excuse me, they went and woke Jesus up, and it says they were doing what? They were being frantic. Yes. You know, and I think it's an interesting contrast from what Jesus was doing compared to what the disciples chose to do. Mm -hmm. Now, every single one of us has and will continue to, just because we are human, respond in a frantic way when trials hit our lives. It's just fair. It's just our earthly selves. It's our human side. Mm -hmm. But what Jesus is demonstrating here, he chose to fall asleep knowing what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And he was demonstrating complete peace. Mm -hmm. 
he even knew the trial was coming and he had peace. Mm -hmm. So contrasting the disciples' reaction and Jesus' reaction, Mm -hmm. what he's showing us is when those waves start to break over our walls and into our boat, that we can also respond in peace. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, you said something earlier, our benefit. Yes. I want to hit on that. Mm -hmm. Learning to respond in peace is not something that we have to do in order to make God happy or to make God proud or just something that we got to get down. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be able to transition to this Mm -hmm. for our own benefit. Mm -hmm. I can't stress that enough. In my life, recently I've been going through a trial. And I've been that person who's like, Lord, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And I have been doubting him. Mm-hmm. I have done all of the things. Mm-hmm. But then, recently, I have been able to transition into that place of peace. Mm-hmm. And it's not to make God happy. It's for my own peace of mind and my own benefit. Because when I look at this this trial that I don't understand and I'm visualizing it as this big old wall in my life and I'm trying to go this way, I'm trying to go that way, see if I can go under or over. And I'm trying all these Mm -hmm. different things in my heart and my mind and I'm not able to conquer it in my own effort. Mm -hmm. I start to get anxious. I start to Mm -hmm. lose hope. I start to doubt God. But then when I look at him, Mm And realize that here I am, here's my Goliath in my life, but here he is. Mm-hmm. And he's on my side. Mm-hmm. I can have peace. Yeah. And I, let me tell you, being able to have that mm-hmm. peace recently is way better yeah. than having that anxiety. <clears throat> looking at something I can't, mm-hmm. I can't handle. Well, and I think too, having, you know, it, you reminded me of, there's a scripture that says that God is not a God of confusion. And I think a lot of times when we go through trials or suddenly a storm comes up, we get confused, don't we? We, we get confused about the reasons behind it, if, if we're responsible, but we also get confused about, is God really good? Yeah. Like, how could a good God allow this to happen to me? Mm. You know, and, and of all the people, I think I'm a poster child for this. Like, if God was good, how could he have taken my husband? I mean, sure. my husband was serving the Lord. Uh Right? Yeah. But I want to say this because I think it's really important to understand. The word theology means your understanding of who God is. And I want to say, don't let your storms change your theology. Mm -hmm. In other words, make sure you know what God says about himself. And don't try to superimpose your emotions or your own logic on top of what's happening in your situation. This is your anchor. This is, this is the thing that will keep you grounded is when you understand the character of God. And like mm. you were saying, that you can have peace. Absolutely. That you know that this trial that you're in, Noah, mm-hmm. Jesus knew that. He knew you were going to be going through this. And like the thing that I've been saying lately is, God, I trust you, but I don't get you. Like, yeah. I don't understand your ways sometimes. Anybody else with me on this? I mean, we go through trials, and I do think we get confused. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm not a God of confusion. I'm a God of peace. And that's what he's calling us to, is that peace 
that goes beyond our understanding. It doesn't make sense on a logical plane. And so, so what happens? Okay, so the, so the disciples are freaking out here. Mm-hmm. Lord, save us. We're going to mm-hmm. drown. So what they're doing now is they're predicting how this trial is going to end up. <sighs> Don't we do that too? We just assume we know the future and we know, well, this is going to end this way. No, you don't know. You don't know how God, the God of suddenlies is going to come in Mm -hmm. and how he's going to change your situation. That's so good. We don't know. Wow. I want to hit on that really quickly. Yeah. You know, a couple of things go into that. As we try to uh, analyze these things that we go through and we try to figure out how we're going to deal with it in our own strength and in our own power, Mm -hmm. um, we, we think we have a certain outcome of how it should go, mm-hmm. how it should turn out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't know how it's going to turn out, but we do know God. That's right. We don't know what's going to happen, but we do know that he's faithful. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, personally, as soon as I, we were talking the other day at Starbucks, and mm-hmm. you, were, you, were, you said, Shh, don't that word. Oh, Beans and brew. Uh, uh, um, the S word. Yeah, Starbucks. You said that faithfulness is 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 expecting God to um, be who He says He is, mm-hmm. and that hit me. Like mm-hmm. I had to like take a moment, like look away, like ah, what? I had to really take that in because I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't. Yeah, I want to say that again. Faith. This is my definition of faith. Mm. Faith is expecting God to be who he says he is. Not necessarily who we think he is or who we want him to be, but who he says he is. Yeah. That God is a God of, of all power. He's sovereign. He's over everything. He's almighty. Okay, And that is the thing that we need to, to keep close to us when we're going through hard times. And I, I, um, I think it's interesting here because if you go on to uh, verse 26, mm-hmm. so the disciples woke him up and they're like, Hurry up, Jesus, save us, we're going to drown. Okay, so they're telling him this. Jesus turns to them, and, and in classic Jesus fashion, he turns to them and asks them a question. He says, why are you so afraid? And then he says, you have so little faith. And I think, you know, that could be kind of offensive if you take it the wrong way, hmm. especially now during the time when everybody's so offended by everything. <laughs> You know, right? But when I read this, I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily know that Jesus is, is saying it like in a kind of a disappointed dad, kind of a, I'm so disappointed in you. You are just so scared. And why don't you have faith? I think he's kind of trying to say, hey, you guys, you've been with me. You know who I am. Why are you so afraid? Remember who I am? He's saying, you have little faith. Don't forget who I am, right? And when we go through our trials, I, was, I, I think it's easy for us at times to assume that we have to go to that place of freaking out. Hmm. We have to be anxious. We have to worry. We have to stay awake all night worrying about this thing as if that does anything for us. <laughs> and I want to say this. You know, the Bible is really, really clear in, in Philippians 4. It says, don't have anxiety about anything. Hmm. That is, that's, those are absolute terms. Do not be anxious about anything. And I think part of us, we feel kind of guilty 
if we don't stress out about our trials, we feel it feels unnatural, doesn't it? To mm. actually trust God, to actually believe God, because our flesh wants us to freak out. Our flesh wants us to question. Our flesh wants us to be confused and angry and broken and maybe shame-filled. So, you know, where, where it says in Philippians, don't, don't have anxiety about anything. Let God know, you know, and he will give you that peace that goes beyond understanding because Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're in a trial, it might almost feel wrong to not be stressed out. Counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so going through the trial that you're going through now mm-hmm. to be able to go, okay, God, I've seen you do it before. That's the key, I think, right? So Mm -hmm. my dad has had to remind me of this multiple times. Thank you for being patient with me. Um, But he's he's told me multiple times, like, look back. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much exactly what Jesus is saying by saying, you know, you have little faith. Like, Mm -hmm. look back at all that I've done Mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. Know what I've done. And then expect me to work out what you're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Like, look back. And I want to encourage um, the family today, guys. Look back. Ask the Lord, take a second. When those waves start crashing into your boat, mm-hmm. take a second to ask the Lord to show you all of the ways he's mm-hmm. been faithful to you in the past. Mm-hmm. And he will remind you. And as he reminds you, expect him to amaze you for the future. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how, mm-hmm. I don't know when, but expect him to do something. Yeah. Because he will. Yeah. And I think the thing that Jesus wants us to come to terms with is, first of all, he addresses their fear. He addresses the fear of the disciples. He's like, why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? Let me ask you. Why are you afraid? Whatever trial it is you're going through, why are you afraid? Because our God is a faithful God. He's a God of faithfulness. And, and, you know, when you were saying that, I was thinking of that scripture that I've said back to him many times. Mm. I've never seen righteous people forsaken. I've never seen them forgotten by God. Mm. And I think that's the thing to keep coming back to is, I don't know how God's going to get me out of this mess. I don't know how God is going to resolve this whole thing. But I do know that he's good. When he's saying you have such little faith, and he's saying he wants to increase our faith in trusting that he has it all together. And so I think it's interesting because he gets up, Jesus gets up first, and he rebukes his friends Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. he rebukes the circumstances. Because it's not about the circumstances. It's not about the circumstances. What is it about? It it never is about the circumstances, Mm -hmm. right? Um, it's about us and how we re- respond mm-hmm. to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, God, he led us to where we're at. Yep. And he's got it all taken care of already. Mm-hmm. But what he wants, it's, picture it as a gift. Yeah. We're not learning this lesson just for the sake of learning this lesson so mm-hmm. we can be, you know? Mm-hmm. We're learning this lesson for our own benefit. Right. It benefits us. We're doing this in a way for us. 
Like a good dad. Like a good dad. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you little faith, look mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And then look forward. Mm-hmm. Look mm-hmm. back and then mm-hmm. look forward. Mm-hmm. And as we, as, as the Lord grows us mm-hmm. and gets us to a point where we can have peace, it's going to be so much better for us. Mm-hmm. For us. Exactly. And that's just exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. This is for us. And, and it says in First uh, Peter, it says, this is the testing of your faith. When we go through trials, that's really what it is. It's a testing of our faith, which is more precious than gold. And, the, and we have the choice. You know, I always talk about going around that mountain again. It's like you have a choice when you're in the middle of a trial. Mm-hmm. Am I going to choose to trust God? Am I going to choose to believe that God is good? Am I going to choose to believe that God is who he says he is? Or am I going to panic? Because I promise you, if you go to the place of panic and anxiety and stress and freaking out and all that, you're going to probably go through, go around that same mountain again. You know, the way to get out of that, that path is to choose, I'm going to just trust God. I'm going to believe that God is who he says he is. I'm going to expect him to be who he says he is. And to let go. And to let go of control. Absolutely. We're all, we're, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, Carmen's preaching next week. Oh, actually, but, but what she's saying is true. You know, we go through these trials. We go through the fire. And it burns away anything that doesn't reflect Jesus, anything that doesn't glorify God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, like you're saying, the trial that you're in right now is when you come out of this, and you will come out of this. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you are going to be more, you're going to be able to shine more for the glory of God. And not only that, mm-hmm. but when the next one comes, yeah. because yes. it says, I'm going to read this to you guys really quickly. It says in John 16, 33, mm-hmm. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Mm-hmm. In this world, you will have trouble. You will have trouble. Mm-hmm. But take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. So guys, again, I can't stress this point enough. This, this is not a way for us to earn God's love, or just to be better for Mm -hmm. being better's sake. That's not Mm -hmm. what it's about. It never was and it never will be. Mm -hmm. It's about God giving us these gifts Mm -hmm. because this world is going to hit us repeatedly. But God gives us these gifts so we can handle it better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and instead of going to the place, when you go through a trial, instead of... um, like in Mark, this story in Mark, they go to Jesus and they're like, don't you even care? Don't you even care? Yeah, I've been there. And, and I think, yeah, sometimes when we go through trials, we feel like God doesn't care. God doesn't love us. And instead of going he's forgotten there, about us. like he's forgotten about us or we're the exception. Yeah. But he, he blesses everybody else, but we're, we're mm-hmm. the exception to the rule. He, he yeah. loves everybody else more than me, so he's not going to deliver me. I mean, I think we go there, don't we, in our minds? when we're suffering or when we're going through hard times. But I love here, it says in um, verse 27. Oh, wait, I, sorry. Jesus hasn't rebuked the storm yet. So it says, mm. he got up and he rebuked the wind and the waves. And again, suddenly mm. there was a great calm. It wasn't like a, it kind of started to mellow out and it kind of started, to, you know, how the water will kind of eventually just kind of, 
died down. This was like a <laughs> And that's when the disciples got really freaked out. Because they were like, whoa. Hmm. Who is this? Amen. Because they knew the scriptures. The scripture that says in Psalm 65, it says, you quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves and you silenced the shouting of nations. They recognized at this point, Jesus is not, not just a guy with some superpowers. Jesus is the guy with superpowers that he was Yahweh. Mm. He was the creator of the heavens and the earth. That he was God Almighty who came in human form. And that's when they, I, I believe this is the point at which they really began to recognize who Jesus truly was when he walked on the earth. I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. I think so too. It, it is recognizing who, who we serve through anything, through thick and through thin, if we recognize who God is and remind ourselves of that, then even though we're going through these trials, and man, they suck. Mm -hmm. But this Goliath, compared to who we serve, Mm -hmm. it's it's a done deal. This tsunami of a trial. Tsunami, this huge. And it's it's not to downplay what we go through in this life. Because they're Eric mm-hmm. and what you've gone through and what your family's gone through. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, um, my husband unexpectedly passed away six years ago. His name was Eric. He and I planted this church. And it was completely unexpected. It was a suddenly thing. It was. I mean, yeah. I, got, I got a text at 5.15 a.m. on February 16th mm-hmm. of 2016. And that text changed the, the whole trajectory of my life. For sure. It was a suddenly, and it was a storm. It truly was a storm. And yet, um, you know, you have your choice when you go through hard times. Either you're going to grow closer to Jesus, you're going to lean into him, or you're going to grow away from him and mm-hmm. lean out. Mm. And I think what the disciples are, are deciding here is, what is this? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? And I can say that, that the more that you press into Jesus, the more he will reveal himself as the God of all comfort and the God who is sovereign, the God who is faithful, the God who is, who is always 100% for you. You know, I had some young ladies ask me one time how I could continue to remain faithful to God. Um, with everything that happened. It wasn't just when my husband died, but it was all, everything, I mean, it was just like, An probably onslaught. like Ukraine, 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 Ukraine yeah. you know, it was just like this constant siege mm-hmm. of things. You know, the devil, when you're, when you're grieving or when you're suffering or going through a trial, the devil doesn't take a day off. I'll just let no. you know that. We feel like he should, but he doesn't. He will double down on you. So that's the time when you need to, you need to really stand firm in your faith is during those times of extreme suffering. Because, I I mean, seriously, you can grow so much in the midst of your suffering. And And these young ladies ask me, how is it that you remain so faithful to God despite everything that's happened? Hmm. 
And the thing is, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about I've seen his faithfulness Mm -hmm. so many times. I mean, when you're as old as I am, you've seen it a lot, you know? Late 30s. (laughs) But it's true. And, And I just mean press in and believe. Just press in and believe. And I think the point here is that God is for you. The king of the universe is for you. He is on your side. He wants what is best for you. So even when you're confused about why he's disciplining you the way he's disciplining you or how he could allow you or does he even care or does he even love you, go back to who he says he is and expect him to function in that way. Amen? Amen. I think that needs to be the key takeaway. Mm-hmm. It's all about who he is mm-hmm. and all about who he says he is. That's right. And it's not about what our trials say mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Who he says he is is what's going to mm-hmm. get us through and mm-hmm. what's going to grow us and what is truth. Mm-hmm. Everything else doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah. So look back mm-hmm. and then look forward. Yeah. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up. We're going to, we're going to do one more song. And I just want to just invite you this morning that regardless of what you're going through, if, if you're not in a trial right now, you know what? Thank God. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You will be in one sometime soon. Um, but if you're in the midst of a trial right now, Let's take this time. This is a time for you to just go before God and, and to just really allow him to come and illuminate some things about who he is. Remember, don't let the storm change your theology. Don't let the storm change your theology and let your faith expect God to act the way that he says that he will, right? Amen? So we're going we're gonna to just stand up and worship. I'm going to have Noah pray. Um, again, I hope you all come to the annual vision meeting after this, but we're going to first take some time to really allow the Holy Spirit to minister life to us. And one thing, guys, as we're, we're, we're uh, getting up and we're going to sing this last song, I'm going to finish it off with the last verse. And the last verse says, 27, the men were amazed. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Guys, he's God over your circumstances. He's God over your trial. He's God over your job. He's God over your family. He's God over your loved ones. He's God over it all. And I want you to focus on the fact that they were amazed. They were amazed regarding how he dealt with this storm. So when you look back and you see how God has been faithful and then you apply that knowledge to the trial that you're in, I need you guys to expect to be amazed in regards to how God's going to handle what you're going through. He's not a small God. He is not a predictable God. He is bigger than we can even imagine. And I need you to expect to be amazed. I don't know how, I don't know when, but expect to be amazed regarding how he deals and how he comes through for you. Amen? Okay, let's pray.
Lord, I want to be amazed. And I'm going to expect to be amazed. Lord, I pray that as we sing this last song and as we meet afterwards, I pray that you would amaze us in our hearts, that you would amaze us with your presence in this place. Lord, I pray that as we leave this place and go into our weeks, that we would be keen to what you're doing and that we would be open to what you have to say to us and that we'd be expecting you to show up in amazing ways. In the day today, in the long term, Lord, I pray in the trials, Lord, I pray that you would just show up mightily and that this would be a turning point for everyone here and everyone listening today in regards to how we see you and your love for us and how you care about the situations that we're in and that we would go forward expecting great, amazing things, unpredictable things, Lord. Lord, I pray that you just show up mightily today, Lord. We praise you because you are worthy of our praise and we thank you in advance for all that you're going to do. And all God's kids said, I love that. God is good. And you might be in a trial right now, but as he was saying earlier, light and momentary. It doesn't feel like it, but God's promise is his promise. Amen? Let's just enter into worship here. And let this be your praise to him. Greatness, oh, if 
this broken heart is on you. Sing holy, heart like heaven, sing holy, God Almighty, on this heart broke sound. Singing only is your name. Let's sing holy. We're singing only. Heart like heaven, singing holy. God Almighty, this heart broke sound. Singing only is your name. Holy sound forever, heart and living together. Singing only is your name. Defeat lifts you higher, burning me your desire. Passion worthy of your name. Holy sound, only sound forever. Heart and heaven together. Singing holy is your name. If it lifts you high, if it lifts you higher, burning me your desire. Passion worthy of your You are worthy, Jesus, Savior. You are worthy, King forever. In my soul cries out, singing only is your name. Singing only, heart like heaven, singing holy, God Almighty, on this heart sound, singing only is your name. As your name is so holy. It's above all names. It's above all names. It's above all names. You are so holy, Lord. Yes, you're worthy of our praise. You are worthy, Lord. Let this be your cry. I'm falling, falling to my Your feet I surrender I'm falling Falling to my knees As your feet I surrender Just give it to the Lord today If there's an area in your life that needs healing Surrender it to Him 
for he wants to take that burden I'm falling falling to my knees at your feet I surrender I'm falling falling to my knees at your Feet I surrender. I'm falling, falling to my knees. As your feet I surrender. I'm falling, falling to my knees. As your feet I surrender. we just worship you. Lord, when we talk about falling to our knees and surrender, Lord, we are surrendering to you. And God, I I feel like there's people in this room that haven't surrendered, that are struggling and fighting this battle on their own. Father, I just pray for those people. Lord, I pray that you would show them that you are fighting those battles. Lord, as we surrender, God, as we look up to you and say, God, I surrender to you. Father, I pray that you would bring that peace and that joy that surpasses all understanding. Lord, and as we fall to our knees in surrender of you, Father, we are just saying, here are my problems. They are yours. And you are walking with me. And you are carrying me. Do you guys believe that? That is a promise. That he is carrying 
your battle. And if you're new here or you don't know who Christ is, I just want to give you an opportunity right now with heads bowed, eyes closed. Say, I want that freedom. I want that Jesus that offers me eternal life. I want that Jesus that takes away my pain because life can be painful. Can it? I think we've all experienced pain. And to what measure, I don't know. But we have a king who will take that burden. So if anybody wants to know this Jesus and doesn't know this Jesus, everyone else's eyes closed. Just lift up your hand. Say, I want that king. I want that king. Amen. I want to experience that freedom. I want Jesus in my life. I want to know who you are, Father. It's the best decision you'll ever make. And there's no going back. Amen? But we don't want to go back. We don't want to go back to our former self. We want to be renewed and transformed by His Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Let's give God a round of applause, can we? Thank you, Father. Lord, you are worthy of our praise. Jesus, God, you are holy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come. Amen? Yes. One more time. I just feel like God needs another round of applause. Thank you, Jesus. In your own words, just express, Father, I worship you. God, you are the God of my life, the healer of my heart. God, you meet me where I'm at, Lord Jesus. And I can't do this alone. Take my heavy burden, Lord. Take my heavy burden. And use it, Father. God, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you hope and a future. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Well, guys, if you are staying for the, the annual vision meeting, I will see you after. But thank you, Lord. Have a blessed week. Hey, remember next Sunday, Billy Calderwood is going to be our guest speaker. So please come bring your friends, bring your enemies. I love you.